VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And we do thank you for joining us on Crosstalk today here on VCY America. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to begin by saying it is no accident that you're listening to this program today for a very important topic. We recognize there are many issues that are going on in politics, in education, in the financial world, in global issues, and in all of society around us. And some of these are indeed quite critical, and we're going to continue to address them from day to day here in this broadcast. Today, though, we're focusing on the most important issue of all. In the Gospel of Luke, we find a very critical question that everyone must face. That question is found in Luke 8.36. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? In other words, you might win big in politics. You might win in a legislative battle. You may win big in the stock market and reap all the kinds of financial gains. Uh, You may have gotten a promotion or worked toward a promotion, or you may have uh, uh, been working toward the largest bonus or wage increase you've ever received. But ladies and gentlemen, if you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, it is meaningless. Oh, it may give you joy or satisfaction for the present, but what about that for which is to come? Sadly, there are people that are spending more time planning their next vacation destination that may last for a week or two, but totally neglect their eternal destination. According to our guest, you are playing Russian roulette with your soul. Joining us today, we welcome Pastor David Brown. He is pastor of the First Baptist Church of Oak Creek, Wisconsin. He has a master's in theology, a Ph.D. in history, as he has been with us before, specializing in the history of the English Bible. In addition to his study of the English Bible, he is also president of Logos Communication Consortium, which operates logosresourcepages.org. Here with a very important issue today, Pastor Brown, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for the opportunity, Jim, because I'm very concerned about people who I say are playing Russian roulette with our soul. Now, I've been in the pastorate uh, this year for 50 years totally in each of the churches that I've ministered to. And what I see oftentimes is there's there's people who really um, are not thinking about their salvation or they're thinking that there's certain things that uh, they can do that ensure that they do have their salvation. Um, over the 50 years, uh, I've, uh, well, I've shared the gospel of salvation with thousands of people, uh, and a number of them have trusted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, but there's a lot of them who do not pay any attention to the Bible that they can know for sure that they're saved. First uh, John chapter 5 and verse 13 Uh, says, these things have I written that you might know that ye have eternal life. And so what I'm talking about is many people say that, well, they don't know for sure or they hope so, but I call that playing Russian roulette with your soul. So you wonder what Russian roulette is. Years ago in the KGB, uh, they would take a revolver, Jim, and they're trying to elicit information from people, uh, and so they would put a bullet in the chamber, they would spin uh, the um, uh, receiver there, and then put it up against the person's head and ask them the questions that they want, and if they didn't answer the right question, uh, they would pull the trigger, and if it was on the bullet, then they died. Uh, If uh, it wasn't on the bullet, then they had another chance, so they would put another uh, shell in the chamber, uh, and they would spin it again and put it until uh, they either died or answered the question. Mm. Well, I believe that there are a number of people using an illustration uh, who are just fooling around with their eternity, and there's no chance in eternity to change your destiny. Now, I'm hoping that nobody is stupid enough Uh, to play Russian roulette, but I'm talking about spiritual Russian roulette Mm -hmm. where they're ignoring God and they're ignoring God's Word and they're thinking that they're going to be all right. Uh, I do remember what what inspired me to write this 
a pamphlet that uh, we'll have available was an actor. He was a macho man. His name was John Eric Hexum, and uh, he was uh, recording a movie, and it had a revolver in it, and he uh, put a, a, a blank in the chamber, spun the chamber, put it to his head, and fired, but they didn't realize that a blank also has wadding in it, and so it went into his head, and he lost his life. Mm. Um, there's many people who are playing Russian roulette with their soul because they're gambling that uh, certain beliefs that they have been taught are going to get them to heaven, but they're playing Russian roulette with their soul, Jim. And let's look through some of these aspects, because just like bullets in a chamber, uh, you present seven common ways that people do play Russian roulette with their souls, and the first bullet that you mention is believing infant baptism will get you to heaven. Uh, I am telling you uh, that that is probably uh, the worst counterfeit damnable doctrine uh, that has ever been introduced. Um, I was sprinkled when I was a a kid, Jim, in the religion that I was raised in, and I was told from a little kid on, you're a fine Christian boy. Uh, Later on, I, well, I knew my heart and that I wasn't a fine Christian boy, but this false doctrine of infant baptism has damned millions and millions of adults to uh, damnation because they think that because they had a little bit of water sprinkled on their head as a baby that they're going to heaven. And that is a lie. I remember the first time that I was introduced to that as an adult, I was attending a funeral. And the... uh, uh, the 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 priest was waxing eloquent at the funeral how that the man's infant baptism uh, made him ready for heaven and then as he continued on he said well uh, they needed to light candles and say masses for him and my situation was as that man who was dead there in that casket if he believed that his infant baptism saved him, he had played Russian roulette with his soul, and he had lost. Because, Jim, it says clearly in the Scripture that uh, baptism is for believers, somebody who has trusted Jesus Christ as their Savior. So, on this point, at any stage in life, whether it be an infant, a youth, a a teen, or an adult, will baptism get you into heaven? Well, (laughs) Uh, infant baptism, adult baptism, any kind of baptism, sprinkling, pouring, uh, immersion, baptism doesn't save. It says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. And they're talking about that name is Jesus. Now, in Scripture, we see many baptisms take place. Sure. Is there any place in Scripture that talks about a baby being in, uh, being baptized? No, there is no place in Scripture. One of the Scriptures that they use uh, is in Acts, where uh, people heard the Word of God and got baptized. It says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. But if you read the context of that, it says everybody who was in the house heard the gospel, and everybody believed the gospel. And when I was sprinkled, I couldn't believe the gospel. Mm -hmm. I I couldn't even understand the gospel at that point, and babies can't. And so, no, the—and and if if we were talking about sprinkling—I just got to go off a little bit here— uh, we wouldn't be baptized, we would be rantized, because when it talks about the sprinkling of blood in the New Testament, the word is rantizma. Uh, the word for baptize is baptizo. And so if the Bible was teaching sprinkling, you would be rantized. It never says that in the context of any baptism in the New Testament. It is baptizo or baptizma, and what they did is they anglicized the word and made it baptism, which means to plunge, to dip, or submerge. Pastor David Brown with us here today. So if you believe infant baptism saves you from sin and makes you fit for heaven, you're gambling then with your own soul. Yeah, and you'll lose if you die believing that, because clearly 
Uh, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life, and no man comes unto the Father but by me. That's what the Word of God says. Let's look at bullet number two, and we hear a lot today, there are many roads to heaven. Yeah, that seems to be a popular fallacy that's going around. I've had many, many people tell me uh, that this is what they believe. Uh, In one incident that really stands out in my mind, I was doing an interview with a witch, Jim, and uh, I asked her if uh, she knew Jesus Christ as her personal Savior. And she responded, well, I was raised in a Baptist church, and I trusted Jesus Christ two or three times. Uh, But um, you know what? It doesn't matter what you believe. Uh, She says, I have a uh, you can believe in the Great Spirit, you can believe in Buddha, you can believe in Jesus Christ, etc. They're all paths to God. Uh, I'm telling you that if you believe that, then you're playing Russian roulette with your soul. Uh, number one, you can only be genuinely saved one time. Number two, or her having uh, Buddha and Jesus Christ and Krishna on her pagan altar, uh, that's idolatry. And uh, she didn't know Jesus Christ as her personal Savior. But Matthew 7 says, Enter ye in at the straight gate. And the word straight means narrow. It says, For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be that go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. You know, John 10 says, Jesus said unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear him. I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and go in and out and find pasture. If somebody thinks there's there's many ways to heaven, they're playing Russian roulette with their soul. And when they die, they're going to lose. Well, there are those who will say, that's fine if you want to believe that. But I believe this. You know, I believe that there are many paths to God. Yeah, they can say that. But uh, you know what? I believe that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine. That's what we believe, for reproof, telling us where we're wrong, for correction, telling us how to be right, and for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God might be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good Mm -hmm. works. I could tell you uh, that uh, I don't believe in hell. I do believe in hell, but I could tell you that. I've had people say, well, I don't even believe in hell. Mm -hmm. Just because you don't believe in it doesn't mean that it's not true. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Bible says, thy word is truth. So uh, you can believe what you want to believe, but in the end, you'll be judged according to this book. That's one of the books that will be open, Jim. Pastor David Brown with us here today on Crosstalk. Our topic, playing Russian roulette with your soul. A very critical topic. We're going to pick up with some more of those bullets that are in the chamber here after the break. You're listening to Crosstalk on the VCY America Network. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist and president of the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, why is helium so much lighter than the other gases? Chris, helium is lighter because it's a smaller atom, far smaller than any other gas except hydrogen. There's a very interesting lesson we can learn from this. We know how many atoms of helium are out there from a direct observation. We also know how fast helium is produced below the Earth's surface and how fast it enters the atmosphere. By doing simple division, we can see that all of the helium that's in the atmosphere would get here in a rather short period of time, far too short to have allowed for evolution to occur. Once again, Chris, we see that the scientific evidence supports the biblical way of thinking and not the evolution way of thinking. Back to Genesis wins again. To learn more about creation, get our free DVD called That's a Fact. Call us at 800-628-7640 and mention the promo code FACT.
This is Crosstalk on VCY America. Some of you may be thinking, what is it with you, Jim? Aren't, don't you realize there are issues going on in our society today? Oh, I do. But I know the number one issue is uh, where you will spend eternity. And that is so critical for every listener to contemplate and to uh, take into perspective. Oh, the things of this life, uh, the Scripture tells us, but life is but a vapor. It's here for a time and vanishes away. And we know that uh, eternity is a very long time. Our guest today has written a paper that I believe is, is worthy of our discussion today on playing Russian roulette with your soul. We've already gone through uh, two of the bullets so to speak, in, in the chamber, and uh, we're going to add to a, our discussion right now bullet number three, uh, which says this, religious service and good works will get you to heaven. Your thoughts, Pastor Brown? Um, you know, there's so many people who believe that, and for a time, as, as a young man, uh, that's what I was taught. I was taught that if you try and keep the Beatitudes, that that is, you know, what will get you to heaven. Boy, was I mistaken. Uh, I was a Cub Scout. I was a Boy Scout. I was a Weeblo, et cetera, et cetera. And they teach you you need to be trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, rave, and clean and reverent. However, those things will not get you to heaven. Um, by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. I, I'm thinking about in my first pastorate. I met this... Uh, 80-year-old man. He was a kind old man, but uh, uh, I would get his groceries, and he told me stories about Michigan history, because that's where I was at the time. And I witnessed to him to no avail. Every time I witnessed to him, he would load his gun with the bullet of a good work. His good work was that he was an Episcopal choir boy when he was a young man. I don't care what uh, you're doing, but if you're relying on your good works or your religious observances, I remember another lady, uh, I was witnessing to her, and she says, I go to church more than you do. Hmm. She says, I go to services every day. And I checked with her son, who was a believer, and that's right. Uh, She lived near the church, and she would go to those services every single day, and she would take their you know, their communion stuff, and she thought that she was all set to be able to do it. And yet Ephesians 2, 8, 9, Jim, it is so clear. For by grace are ye saved through faith, faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Titus 3 5 says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done. I, I love this, but according to his mercy, mm. he saved us. Amen. By the washing of regeneration, that's being born again. My saddest time was when this old gentleman died, they asked me to do the funeral. I never preach anybody into heaven. Uh, as far as I know, he never. Uh, went off of putting that bullet in his gun of being an Episcopal choir boy when he was a kid. But I did tell them truly that I believed that he would want them to know uh, how to come to Jesus Christ as personal Savior and not rely on works. Mm-hmm. Because if you remember, the rich man yeah. said, send somebody back to tell my right. family. Right. And so I shared the gospel with him. But the people who are thinking that the religious observances, I don't care what religion, you can be Baptist, Presbyterian, if you're thinking your good works or your religious observances are going to get you to heaven, that's completely contrary to what the Bible clearly teaches, Jim. And if you're relying on that, you're playing Russian roulette with your soul, and you will lose. Now, there are those who will think of the things they have not done. I have not robbed a bank. I have not murdered someone. And so, therefore, I'm not as bad as other people are. Yeah. Hmm. Whosoever keepeth the whole law but offend in one, one point, point is guilty of all. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not... Uh, happy about it, but uh, one of the Ten Commandments is honor your father and mother. I did that most of the time, but I can remember uh, two real um, uh, embarrassing occasions where I completely went against them. So all I would have needed to do was offend one. So 
It's not talking about big sins, Jim. It's talking about any sin, any sin. There are, and and coupled with that, then is those who view a like a balance scale, whereby yeah. my good works will be on one side, my bad works on the other, <laughs> as long as they outweigh one another. But that indeed is playing Russian roulette with your soul. That, it's definitely because uh, all of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. Mm-hmm. Now, if you consider that, that means filthy rags. Right, I right, mean, really right, filthy rags, right. and so. Um, our righteousness isn't going to be able to to help us at all. In fact, we're very clearly told that the law or our good works were a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. Now, the word schoolmaster isn't what we think. It's not the teacher. It was a slave who was hired to take the young pupil to the teacher. And so what that verse means was is they wanted us to see that the law couldn't save us. Our good works can't save us. We need outside help, and that outside help is Jesus. And if you are thinking anything else, if you're thinking your religious observances, your good works, trying to keep the law is going to do it, you're playing Russian roulette with your soul, and you're going to lose. Let's go down to bullet number four. And this one sounds rather interesting because... Uh, I've spoken with people who said, well, I believe in God, and here's what the bullet says. Belief in God will get you to heaven, doesn't Mm -hmm. it? Well, that's uh, very, very interesting. But let's go back to the Scripture again. Listen carefully what Jesus himself says. I am the way, the truth, the life, And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. You know, belief in God isn't going to cut it. Because, um, you know, uh, Jesus Christ is the great high priest. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you have no access into God's presence because God has ordained that his son, his son, Jesus Christ, is the only way to come into his presence. Now, let me just tell you, uh, the devil believes in God. James chapter 2 and verse 19 says, Thou believest that there is one God, thou dost well. The devil also believes in God. And believes and trembles. There is absolutely no saving merit in believing in God. Even the devil does that much. You see, God is the one who laid out the plan of salvation. And in 1 John 4, 14, it says this, that we have seen and do testify, now listen to this, that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. God has ordained salvation from our sins, and heaven comes only, only, only through his Son. It says, whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. So you can believe in God, that's, believe in God, but if you reject his Son, if Jesus Christ isn't your personal Savior, he doesn't even hear your prayers. We know that God heareth not sinner. John tells us that. Oh, that's why you said earlier, neither is there salvation any other. That's right. It's only the name of Jesus. So uh, belief that God will get you to heaven, believing in God gets you to heaven, that's putting the big bullet in the chamber. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, he is the one. Let's look at bullet number five, which you call phony decisions for Christ. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know uh a lot of people make phony decisions for Christ for one reason or another. Uh, one nationally known preacher uh, even uh, heard here on DVCY, still uh, he's gone home to be with the Lord, but uh, uh, his sermons are still uh, on VCY, praise God, says that uh, 50% of this com- congregation uh, who profess to be Christians likely were not. Mm. I don't know anything about that, but uh, I do remember in my first, uh, uh, when I was assistant pastor, 
there was a man who was a Sunday school teacher. Uh, while I was there, he was he became a trustee. Uh, later on, after I'd left, he'd become a deacon. And I knew the man. Uh, he was busy for the Lord, and I would have never suggested that he was not really a Christian. But one of my friends, to the surprise, uh, told me that um, he came forward in an evangelistic meeting and confessed that he was not saved. Here was the deal. Uh, there was a girl in the church, uh, in school that he liked, in a public school that he liked, and um, she said, well, um, you can't date me. Um, why don't you come to my church? So he came to the church, and he came to the church consistently. Then uh, he asked the date her again, and she said, no, you got to go ask my dad. So he went out to the farm and asked the dad, can I date your daughter? And he said, uh, are you a born-again believer? And he said, um, uh, well, I, I don't know. I, I go to church. Uh, well, interestingly enough, the man, uh, two weeks after that, made a profession of faith, responded to the invitation, made a profession of faith in Christ. To make a long story short, it wasn't a genuine profession of faith. He made that profession of faith because he wanted to date the girl who he later married. But 20 years after that, after a financial reversal in his business, the evangelist message touched his heart, and he came forward and said, my decision wasn't a genuine decision. I did it so I could date my wife. And Jim, I think that sometimes situations like that, sometimes peer group pressure, I remember intervening for um, one of the groups that I had in to teach our vacation Bible school, and I happened to be walking um, past the auditorium, and, and the evangelist for the little kids was getting up there, and he's yelling at the top of his voice, and he said, if you don't get saved, you're going to fry like bacon. Mm. He gives an invitation, and, and you get 25 kids coming forward, um, and uh, I talked to them, and I said, you just can't do that. You do not—no kid wants to fry like bacon, Jim. Right, and right. so uh, uh, I, I dealt with that because I want genuine decisions for the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, tragically, I think that people need to examine themselves, as Paul said in Second Corinthians chapter. Uh, 13, verse 5, examine yourself, whether you be in the faith, prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves? Know that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobates? So um, it's a good thing to examine yourself, Jim. The Bible talks about tares and wheat in oh, Scripture yes. as well. And uh, not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, mm -hmm. uh, is going to enter into the kingdom. And that's true, because there's a lot of people say, say Lord, Lord. And they're not believers. We've got uh, two more bullets that we're going to talk about after the break. This is Crosstalk on VCY America. Stay with us. We'll be right back. James 4.14 poses this thought. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. Have you ever stopped to consider where you will spend eternity? You may say, but I'm a good person. I care for my family. I feed the poor. I stand up for life and traditional values. While all of these things are good, they fall far short of God's standard. Every one of us has a sin issue that must be dealt with. Our sin separates us from God, and each of us deserves to be eternally removed from God in everlasting punishment. But out of God's great love, He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to bear our sins, shed His blood, die on the cross, and rise again. He is the only way of salvation, and it's imperative for you to place your trust in Him. If you're wrestling with this issue, we'd like to send you a complimentary leaflet, Where Will You Spend Eternity? To receive a copy, just ask for it when you call us at 1-800-729-9829. 
You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America and more than what's happening in politics, more than what's going on in the school system, more than that's happening in global government, folks. We're talking about your soul. What shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Pastor David Brown is with us today, and we're talking about playing Russian roulette with your soul. If you missed the earlier part of the broadcast where we described what that process is, please go back and, and listen to it, and uh, I believe you'll find that very, very informative. We have two more bullets we want to talk about. Bullet number six, Pastor, is following false teachers and faulty philosophies. Boy, I'll tell you, that's a, that's a big one today. Uh, Matthew 7.15 warns, Beware of false prophets, um, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravening wolves. Uh, some people think that in the context of times past, but I'm telling you, it's happening today. I think of one big church in Texas, and uh, if, if you listen to that person, uh, you would you would think that you could be saved just by being a good person. Uh, I'm uh, I remember an interview I did here with with a man, and he uh, on a crosstalk program years and years ago, and he was the spokesman for Lord Maitreya and mm-hmm. telling everybody, uh, you know, this is truly the Christ. And uh, I know that there's people today who are promoting uh, philosophies. Even there's a, a quote, Baptist preacher out there who is preaching heretical doctrine. You need to prove all things and hold fast to that which is good, because Timothy warns us in 1 Timothy 4, 1 and 2, the Spirit speaking expressly that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a false, you know, having their conscience seared with a with a hot iron, and and I'm thinking uh, there's some as Galatians chapter one verse six through nine talks about who are teaching another gospel and another Jesus. It is salvation by grace through faith, but not with with nothing else, but mm-hmm. nothing else. If you add baptism to it, that's not the true gospel. If you say, well, you've got to do these things because the atonement wasn't complete, uh, that's another gospel. And they're teaching another Jesus that is not the biblical Jesus, Jim. Uh, I'm just so alarmed at some of the things that are being passed off as the gospel today that are not the gospel. They're talking about the social gospel now and all of these things, if you do social works, well, then that's uh, salvation for you. Uh, I'm just telling you, you need to listen to the words of the Apostle John, who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ, he is Antichrist, not the Antichrist, but is an, against Christ. He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. If you believe any other gospel or philosophy other than the biblical gospel, then you're playing Russian roulette with your soul, my brother. And friends, keep in mind, the Apostle Paul, shortly before he was martyred, talked about the last days, perilous times will come. And he, one of those marks was those uh, that deception was going to be on the increase. And we're seeing that right before us today. Uh, Pastor, let's look at that final bullet here. Bullet number seven, procrastination, putting off a decision for Christ. I've got tomorrow. Oh, yes. Um, that's why the Apostle Paul says, Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Mm-hmm. It really hit me hard. Um, I was attending a evangelistic meeting by Dr. Fred Brown. No relationship to me. Uh, but he was preaching the gospel hard and clear. And uh, he'd ask a young lady to come because he had been witnessing to her. And she did come. And afterwards, he met her at the door and uh, told her, won't you trust Jesus Christ as your Savior? And she says, I've got too much living to do, perhaps when I'm older, she said. And he quoted, behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. The tragedy that it was is she went off into the night, and she was killed in a traffic accident that night. Mm-hmm. 
There's no chance in eternity to change your destiny, Jim. She played Russian roulette with her soul. Hey, listen, I, I've I've got a, a friend, and I'll be going to that funeral. Uh, I'm thankful that he did know Jesus Christ as his personal Savior, but he was a deacon in his church. He knew Christ as his personal Savior. Uh, it was his birthday. He started having heart pains, and, you know, so he went into the hospital. He's in his 50s. And um, the next day he died. I don't have a mortgage on tomorrow. That's right. You don't have a mortgage on tomorrow, and neither do the radio listeners. You don't know uh, whether you have another day or not. And that's why Paul urged them, now is the accepted time, because now is the day of salvation, because uh, you don't know. Not making a decision for Christ, well, that relegates you to playing Russian roulette with your soul, because if you die without Christ, you're in hell. Friends, let me say this. Many of you listening right now remember 9-11-2001, and everybody went to the Trade Towers that day believing that they had their tomorrow ahead of them, and none of them did. I uh, am noticed the increased obituaries that are in the newspaper uh, and I found that in most cases, I would say that nobody that's, whose name is printed there expected that this would be the Sunday that their name would be in the obituaries. Now is the accepted time. That's for sure. Pastor, you've mentioned multiple bullets, and there are likely others. And no doubt we have people listening at this very moment that are playing Russian roulette with their soul. They, they may fool family members, perhaps even a spouse. They may fool their pastor and church members. They may even have a position in the church. But we know one thing is sure, they will not fool God. Uh, there are likely professors of salvation, but not possessors. possessors. And uh, people listening right now who are saying, you know, I fall into one of these categories you've talked about t- today. I've, I've been playing Russian roulette with my soul. I see all that's happening in the world, and, and I have no guarantee of tomorrow. But uh, I know one of these days I'm going to lose. What's important for me to know and to do? Well, follow the Scripture. Let me just start, tell you that Romans 3.10 says, as it is written, there's none righteous, no, not one. That means ye, me, that means you. We all have to deal with our sin. It says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, in Romans 3.23. And here's the deal. Romans 5.12, wherefore, as by one man sin entered the world, and death by sin. Oh, I, I haven't kept track. I have a file, but... In 50 years of ministry, I've got a thick file on all the funerals that I've done. Hmm. Everybody's going to die. I'm right. going to die. Mm-hmm. But wherefore, as by one man sin in the world and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. And why is that? The wages of sin is death. But here's the good part. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We will all die physically, Jim, but we do not have to experience the second death which is condemnation to the lake of fire for all of eternity. If you've been born twice, you're only going to die once. If you've been born physically, I was born January 20th, 1949. Uh, And yet I'm so thankful I was born again on September 13th, many years ago. And so I have been born twice. So Mm -hmm. for me to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So what do you need to do? You need to call upon the name of the Lord to be saved. Believe in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, admitting you're a sinner. You deserve to go to hell, but you believe that Christ paid for your sins. And in your own words, you don't have to go down the aisle of a church, though you can, and people would lead you to the Lord, but you can accept the Lord Jesus Christ right where you're sitting or driving, listening to WVCY is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And some listening right now saying you're hitting me right between the eyes. I've gambled too long. I've been playing this Russian roulette. I I know I must take this course of action, but I don't know how to do it. Well, I would just say, uh, pray, I confess that I am a sinner and need your forgiveness, Lord Jesus. I believe that you died for my sins and rose again from the dead. And I now 
trust only in Jesus Christ to save me from my sins and take me to heaven. Come into my life, forgive my sins, and save my soul. Thank you for hearing my prayer, Mm. dear Lord. Amen. Simple. Amen. Well, listening friends, you're tuned to Crosstalk on VCY America, and yes, I understand what's going in the world around us, but what's most important is what's happening within your own soul. And uh, today on the program, we're going to open phone lines. If you've got a question about something Pastor Brown has shared with us today, uh, just give us a call here at 800-733-9829. Maybe there are some things that you don't quite understand or need clarified or or something that you've believed in all your life that he just kind of shattered with with one of these bullets of Russian roulette. Uh, here for your soul, 800-733-9829 is our telephone number. Uh, there are others who are listening, Pastor, who said, you know, I wish I had that list you were talking about because I've got loved ones and friends I'd like to share this information with. And you've got this brochure playing Russian roulette with your soul that you're making available, and uh, you're just trying to cover printing and postage. That's all I'm trying to do, and it's a 10-page little Five and a half by eight and a half booklet. So if you would write to me at David Brown, P.O. Box 173, Oak Creek, Wisconsin 53154. Uh, it would help us if you'd include a $2 donation because by the time I put stamp on and print this color booklet, uh, that just barely covers the cost. But hey, listen, if you don't have the money, if you don't have the money, Write and ask for it, and uh, I'll send it out. I I want people to come to know Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Holly in Wisconsin. Hi, Holly. You're on the air. Hey, Jim. You started your program today with uh, you're here for a reason. It's not by coincidence. And I brought my phone in just so I could listen to you guys today. And, of course, the first bullet was infant baptism, and that's something that's been on my heart for a long time growing up Lutheran. I thought the same thing. It doesn't make sense that you can accept Christ as an infant and be baptized. And um, I really appreciate this program today because it came up yesterday again in conversation with a Catholic family member. And so you really equipped me today with good information and where I can go from the Bible to help people see that and maybe help other people realize that baptism is much more than, mm. than we realize, and it's so valuable to us. Thank you. Thank you very much. God, God bless, bless you, Holly. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Zach calling in from Monticello, Kentucky. You're on the air, Zach. Hello, brothers. I appreciate your message today. I just wanted to to give a short testimony. When I was 14, um, I went to a youth conference, and they called all the kids to come to the altar. And I remember I went up there, and a, a man started reading me Scripture, and I went home, and I told everybody I was saved. Uh, my life never changed. Never, never heard mm. from the Lord, never felt the Spirit of God, but on... January 29, 2017, I remember the Lord knocked on my heart. He showed me exactly where I stood and showed me that I made a false profession. And, and that day I got gloriously saved by the grace of God. Amen. And friends, I'm telling you, it's not a, it's not what the pastor can do for you. It's not what the any member of the church can do, but it's between you and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you for your program today. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Zach, for the call here today. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, We'll be back with more of your phone calls. Pastor David Brown with us here today. Our topic, playing Russian roulette with your soul. Back in one minute, this is Crosstalk on the VCY American Network. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website, worldviewreport.com. Right now, today, we have broken a new story with Mary Fanning and Alan Jones, national security authors and researchers. My friends, since November 1st, there has been one of the people that they've been working with and we've been talking about for uh, a couple months now, the source. He has been capturing, as of November 1st and until the last few days, in real time, videotaping the steal videotaping the steal of the 2020 presidential election. We have the article about it at worldviewtimes.com. Not only did we have people involved in the U.S., but North Korea, Pakistan, Iraq, China, and Russia. Cyber warfare to put their people into power. Full details at worldviewtimes.com 
And the article is there for you to read and distribute. We're at one of the most dangerous times in American history as enemies, foreign and domestic, are attacking our constitutional republic. topic today playing russian roulette with your soul if you'd like a copy of this publication again uh, perhaps something spoke to your heart that you'd like to share with others uh, from it uh, it is available you can write for it uh, by writing pastor david brown p.o box 173 oak creek wisconsin 53154 if you have $2 to put in to help with the printing and postage, it's appreciated. If you don't have that available, just write and ask for a copy. Let's go next to uh, Tom calling in from Sturtevant, Wisconsin. Hi, Tom. You're on the air. Hi. Um, first, I'd like to say you said that uh, why are they discussing this today, and I think it's most important because God's always in control of all things. So it's a very good topic for today. Mm-hmm. Amen. But as far as uh, baptism... We all know what religion he was talking about, but they do have, in ninth grade, the reaffirmation of baptism, where you get to make up your mind then. And then uh, righteousness. God said that um, if you're in sin, you find righteousness, your sins have been forgiven. But if you're in righteousness and you find sin, then anything you did right has been forgotten. That was in the Old Testament. Uh, what, what, What passage are you referring to? Where exactly is it at? Yeah. I don't know offhand. I have, I forget, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Well, let's deal with this matter of infant baptism first. You said that there's another opportunity for you to, what, reaffirm that? Yes, that's the ninth grade. Okay, so what what are you reaffirming? Th- th- what your parents did when you were baptized as a baby. Well, uh, I, I understand uh, the confirmation process and all that sort of thing that's going on, and I went through those classes, and uh, I'll just tell you that um, a lot of times they jump on the bandwagon. It is Jesus Christ. That is when you personally grasp your sinfulness and your need for the Lord Jesus Christ. And when I went through those classes and we did all that kind of stuff, and I took my first communion, I was not saved because I didn't really grasp my sinfulness and what's going on. So, again, examine yourself whether you be in the the faith. Jesus says, neither is there salvation in any other. There's none other name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. So this matter of salvation is not reaffirming some decision your parents made. Right. This is something one one individual has to do from his heart. Yeah, individual has Mm -hmm. to do it, yes. Great. Thank Thank you, Tom. Tom. Uh, Courtney is next in Miami, Florida. You're on the air. God bless all you saints, and you pastor there that with, with the word today. Yeah, it's a blessing to hear that. I just ordered some of your CDs to give to people. Some want to know how to get saved, and I, I, I it's a shame to look at a person that's a Catholic and they is so ingrained in their heart to believe a false doctrine. I thank you very much, and saints. This year is the win souls. God, God has already taken care of a government. We have to be out here and be witness for souls. God bless you all. And like I say again, Pastor, God bless you praying for all God's ministers every day and every night. Thank God you, Courtney. You now. Thank, Thank you. you, Courtney. Appreciate your call here today. Um, and by the way, this link for this program will be posted within a couple hours. It's free. Just send copies of this link to others uh, as well. Send it through your social media uh, sites there as yeah, well. Yeah. Beth in West Dallas, Wisconsin, you're on the air. Uh, yes, Pastor Brown, I am so pleased that you have this program on today and talking about it. Because, you know, when you're young, you think you're going to live forever. You think nothing's going to happen for years and years to come. And I look back at my life now that I'm much older, and I see where how many times I could have died just by, just by stupid stuff that you do when you're young. Yeah, join the club. Nothing, you know, illegal or anything, but just taking <laughs> chances. Right. And then also, you know, now that I have been saved, um, and it wasn't until later in life, but also I look back and I say, you know, if I had been saved how much help I would have gotten from the Lord to go through bad things and be able to cope with it. And suicide, people are dying from suicide because they don't feel they have anybody who loves them and can help them. Amen. Yeah, indeed. And that's the good news of the gospel. And try and get the gospel to them. That's what Mm -hmm. I can tell you. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you, Beth. 
And uh, finally, Dan in Kentucky. Uh, Dan, you're on the air. Hi. Yeah, I got saved in about three years. There was evidence of change in my life, but I'm not in the same position as I was. And I heard a preacher talking that he believes in eternal salvation, that no one can take your salvation away, and I believe that also. But he said also that he thinks the way you're living in sin, that you can lose your salvation. And he says no one can take it away, but you can lose it by your lifestyle living in sin. I just wondered what your guest would say about that. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my Father's hand. My Father, which is greater than me, has given them, and nobody shall be able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I tell, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. I'll tell you what will happen if you continue living the way you're living, if, if that's what you alluded to, uh, you, re- you need... You need to read Hebrews chapter 12, whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. Uh, A son's always a son, Uh, but uh, when you're out of fellowship with the father, uh, sometimes the father takes the son or the daughter to the woodshed. And so my point is, no, you can't lose your salvation, uh, but you're putting yourself in danger of being disciplined by the Lord, because whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. Thank you uh, for the call here, Dan. And really, as as we gather uh, around the Lord's table, the Lord's Supper, we examine ourselves, mm-hmm. and that is to be sure that we are of any short account with God. Yes. Uh, if I regard iniquity in the, my heart, the Lord will not hear me. But if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive that sin. Yeah, I'm so thankful. I, I, no priest, no preacher can forgive anybody's sins. You don't have to make an appointment with the Lord. You just come into his presence. When you sin, you recognize it. If we confess our sins, First John 1, 9, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin. Get back in fellowship with the Lord. Amen. Pastor Brown, thank you so much for being with us today. I enjoyed being uh, always sharing the gospel of salvation. Thank you for making provision for mm-hmm. this, Jim. And friends, again, we trust that you'll take time to share the information you've learned on this program with others. If if you yourself are are, are playing Russian roulette with your soul, uh, stop. Uh, today is the day of salvation. Trust Christ as your Savior. There is no greater issue than this. If you're here listening to and you'd like to get copies of this to share with others, uh, you can obtain the pamphlet, Playing Russian Roulette with Your Soul, the little booklet. Uh, write to Pastor David Brown, P.O. Box 173, Oak Creek, Wisconsin, zip code 53154. It's helpful if you can put a couple dollars in there to help with the printing and postage. If you don't have that available, just write and ask for a copy. But friends, I want to leave you with the question that I began the program with today for you to think about. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Thanks for listening to Crosstalk. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from VCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.